coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm Rob Ganley, and I have a great guest for us lined up today. Uh, his name is Ron Bender. He is the Chief Growth Officer of Threshold Brands. Ron, it's great to have you today. Thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to sit down with you today. It's great having you here. So as we get started, uh, tell us a little bit about Threshold Brands, how you wound up as Chief Growth Officer, and, and how you see the vision moving forward. Oh, great. Thank you. Uh, Threshold Brands is a, a platform company. We've got nine different home services brands right now. Um, I've been here for about a year and a half, and uh, there were only five brands when I started. So there's been a pretty good growth curve, and I think uh, we've, we've got some great ideas for additional uh, types of home services businesses that we'd like to add. And I got here really because I'm a relationship guy. I've been in franchising for 24 years, and they hired me to sort of be the liaison between all of our brands and the franchise industry and uh, all the different franchise suppliers and the IFA and things like that. Gotcha. Well, you know, so when I hear threshold brands and you said platform company, so I want to make sure that everything is clear and it's actually a unique opportunity to have you here today. So I appreciate it. But so you, you guys, have, did you say eight brands currently? Nine. Eight or nine. Nine. And uh, so nine brands and, you know, it's under the, the, the umbrella of threshold. Tell me a little bit about how you guys approached it to kind of bring it together. Obviously, you have a sort of mission. You're bringing in certain brands. Obviously, you're serving the home home uh, services uh, uh, sector. But there's some diversity there with the, the different brands. But tell me, how how does that look? Like, How are you bringing that under? How do you brand it, I should say? How is Threshold branded? What are you trying to say to the, to the audience out there in the world about Threshold and the kinds of brands you work with? Great question. I love um, I love the home services sector because as uh, we saw during COVID, um, folks who needed to spend more time at home, whether they were working remotely or just you know didn't want to go out as much as they had in the past, they've been much more focused on improving their home and making it work more for them, uh, whether it's just for personal use or for uh, business use, whatever. But what I think what we're trying to do is open doors for people to pursue their dreams. And that's, uh, you know, that's a, it's a kind of a high level philosophy or mission. But, you know, I've always said, again, being in the industry for many, many years, I've always said, I love to help people change their lives. I love to help them um, pursue their dreams. So what we found as we started accumulating brands, and the first one was Made Pro, which is residential home cleaning. Um, again, there's a little bit of good differentiation in each of our brands, not only between our brands, but also between our brand and competitors. So when we started accumulating these brands, we thought, well, what else would people who are getting their homes clean, their residential cleaning done, what else do they need? So we got an exterior home cleaning service. 
Um, in actuality, that's the fun one where we get to wear kilts when we actually do the work. Um, we've got pest control so people can um, enjoy the outside of their home without worrying about their kids and their pets being uh, in danger. We've got a, a, a brand that re-insulates older homes to save people uh, money on their uh, uh, utilities and make them more comfortable. We've got a plumbing company and a, an HVAC company. So we're trying to gather all these brands that can make life better for our end user customers. And along the way, for our franchisees and uh, their own employees. Yeah. And I just listen to you talk a little bit. I'm thinking about, so you have in most brands, the, the, the owner, uh, the local owner uh, has the opportunity to network and work with his community. And it's a part of a lot of times, a part of the marketing plan to try to work with other businesses, other organizations in the community that you're serving whatever it is you might be doing. And so you have that, of course, I'm sure. And um, But you also now have a family of nine brands. So if you're, you're an owner, you have potentially eight other brands, unless you happen to own multiple brands. And I'm sure some of your franchise owners do have multiple brands. But if they're a single owner and they've got these sister, eight sister brands, how does that work together? How are you, how are you leveraging that in your plan? To help the franchisee. A couple of ways. And it's very perceptive of you to mention that because it's one of the best kept secrets about um, Threshold and probably some of the other platform companies where we leverage the customer relationships that we have built with one brand to benefit the other brands. And we do cross marketing and we do cross promotions. We do um, discounts that we offer to existing customers of one of the brands to use the additional brands. And we even have an app that is uh, just rolling out that gives our customers the opportunity to, to tell us what other services that they might need and then automatically get uh, information and potentially estimates or quotes from you know whichever other brands of ours that they might be interested in service from. Yeah. So is there when you're when you're looking at a platform company and you have these nine brands um, that you're supporting, is there things you're doing at that at that layer to support all nine brands when it relates to technology and marketing, or is it done more at that local on the local level, if you will? And then I was going to ask you a follow up to that, and and what are you finding to be like? What are there some learnings as a platform company? Say, you know what, it's a good thing that we're doing this internally, you know, versus a vendor partner, or you know, how how do you kind of work to support all nine brands? from a day-to-day -day operational point of view. Do you do a lot of that or is that mostly at the brand level? No, well, yes and yes. Yes, it's kind of both. And um, I'll tell you what we do and why, and then I'll tell you what we've learned um, because those are both good questions. Um, we have what we call shared services where the platform company, Threshold Brands, provides specific services. For example, we have a talent acquisition manager who goes out and finds vendor partnerships with companies that can help us help our franchisees find good staff and retain good staff. Um, we've got partnerships with hiring our heroes and blue star families and student veterans of America and many, many other uh, groups and organizations that might be nonprofit or might just be um, specifically targeting the folks that we would love to hire. And then um, we've also got a lot of technology partners that work across if not all, many of the brands, um, career builder and those types of things, career plug. We've got a great program with 
uh, Service Titan, which is a fantastic uh, provider of uh, customer relationship management software and and uh, uh, MIS for different service brands. So we were able to negotiate and manage on a group level all of those, making it much much less expensive for our franchisees. But also, we're able to afford to provide services that a single franchise brand just really couldn't do. So it's all about helping the franchisees get more services at a better price. And we do that with a lot of the aspects like vehicle leasing. All of our brands have uh, vehicles that are wrapped. So uh, with the challenges we faced in COVID, we've had to negotiate some really amazing lease programs where we can go out nationally and find vehicles and get them shipped into our franchisees locally uh, because otherwise they might not be able to find those vehicles. But on the other side, we learned that there are some things that we can't do on a national level that we really have to do brand by brand. For example, onboarding. We had it centralized. It was a, it just wasn't working as well as we wanted. So now each brand does their own onboarding and training and launch. Um, and it's the same thing with marketing. We have totally different digital marketing partners for almost all of our brands because they have to know the brand. They have to understand the market and the customer of, of that brand and then market to those correct personas. And that's got to be brand by brand. Yeah. Yeah. And you have uh, just, just staying on that marketing side for a minute, you have home services brands and obviously, you know, they find the partners that work best. Like there's clearly differences uh, with the, the approaches that might be required for each of the brands. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming there's some similarities as well. And, and you, as Threshold, as a platform company, you really probably want to make sure some of the, the got, to, got to have, some of the must-haves, I should say, are there. Is there anything like that across all the brands where you say, well, from a marketing standpoint, we know reputation and reviews are number one, like, or, or yeah, for home service, very important. So you got to focus on that. Is there stuff like that, examples like that, that you say have to be there uh, with Absolutely. every home service? Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, brand reputation is is one and reviews, customer reviews are absolutely top of mind always. Um, no one younger than me um, ever orders a service uh, without checking reviews. You know, I, I'm trying to learn to to look at reviews, but I'm not I'm not that great at it yet. Yeah. I me neither. Yeah, I still I look at them, but not probably not as religiously yeah. as most. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh and there's, there are some other things, you know, obviously we do a tremendous amount of pay-per-click advertising. We do a lot of SEO, but what we've learned is that um, not all companies can do optimal pay-per-click or SEO for, for all the different brands. So we try to make sure that we find one that works best with each brand. For instance, we've got granite garage floors, which is a really cool want. You know, I want my garage to look much better so I can show off my car, my RV, my workshop, whatever. Um, but I need to have my plumbing or my furnace fixed, right? It's a totally different customer that we're targeting and for a different reason. So the messaging must be differentiated or it's not going to work for all. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is very unique per brand for sure. And not everybody's an expert at, at every every industry. It's the, it, unfortunately, you you would hope it was a little easier, but uh being being from that background, I can tell you it is. There's a lot of detail, and so, yeah, it's not it's not one size fits all for sure. Um, so, with that being said, I, I know we talked a little earlier um, about uh, let's pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about how you're growing, and you have nine different brands, 
you have obviously a lot of um, leaders in your organization have been doing franchising for a very long time. And so you're very involved with the industry at large. Tell me a little bit about the DNA of a franchise owner, right? And the importance of um, diverse communities, uh, veterans, uh, looking at these different groups and saying, you know, how can we bring these opportunities or make them more aware of these opportunities? And then, you know, who are you looking for? What, what does that person look like? I would assume that that DNA could be anywhere from any group, from any community. Uh, but what, tell me a little bit about that. Well, that's good. You're, you're, uh, you're leading right into one of my passions. Um, and I, I love the fact that you set me up. Thank you. Uh, first of all, a franchisor would like to be able to service every community, right? Our ambition is to continue to grow, to service every community. And we can't service a community better than a local owner who is a part of that community. And that means just because I am a great person and I live in Florida, I can't run a great operation in Seattle or in St. Louis, but I can find a great community-involved owner who can. And those people are coming from the community. So if there's a specific ethnic community, we want someone from that ethnic community. If there are veterans, we want veterans. If there are women, we want the women as owners. That's very, very important to us because customers feel more comfortable with a local owner, with locally involved people, with people who look and act and sound like them. Holy cow, What a, it's so simple, right? So we're not looking for franchisees to own 27 units across three states. We would love for them to own three or four of our brands in their community. That would be great. But we, we're we not looking for folks who are going to build empires of, uh, you know, 27 and 50 and 85 um, franchises. We love the fact that they can be actually connected to the community and, and service that community. So we do things like we, um, we make presentations at franchise expos on uh, the value of diversity in franchising, equity and inclusion in franchising, bringing veterans in as franchisees, bringing military spouses in as franchisees. Um, we we are very, very involved with VetFran and with the IFA's Diversity Institute, but we also do a lot of things on the local community level. Our franchisees are required to give back to the community. They don't have to be donating money. They have to be involved with um, things that they are passionate about, whatever those things might be. So we have uh, different ways that we help support them in that initiative, uh, whether it's financially or with time or having uh, someone from Threshold Brands come in and help them with presentations and programs. Uh, but that we're very passionate about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, it, honestly, it's a win-win-win, right? I mean, I just heard a lot of things, but what a great way to market in today's world. I mean, social marketing and not the kind on Facebook, so to speak. Social marketing, meaning social responsibility, caring about the community, caring about the world around you. Companies clearly are focusing more on that now, especially over the last several years. So I think it's just smart. Anyway, it's good marketing. It makes sense. We all should be doing it. So your franchise, your local owner gets to do the right thing. But while they're doing the right thing, they're actually marketing. And just by doing it, just by being there, showing up, interacting, and uh, getting to know other uh, owners and leaders in the community. And 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 I, I would assume in your brands, 
you know, a lot of that is the marketing, right? I mean, yeah, it's the digital and it's being aware and it's having a good reputation online and all those things, but having those strong, you know, partnerships in the community is what really sustains the business and and helps, you know, really scale it and make it, you know, probably the standouts, right? They could do all the yeah. all the things well, not just a couple. Um, but but it, it you know kind of puts them in that position where they're focused on the right things, right? It's the right kind of marketing is right for the community and it helps everybody. So that's great. Um, well, I appreciate that answer. And you know, as we wrap things up today, I wanted to kind of ask you one final question that uh, I know I'd like to ask guys like you this question because you've had some time <laughs> to think about it, a few decades of a career, right? Um, but but is there is there you know something that you have found that you've always uh, a principle, an idea, something that you manage your team by, something that is helping the brands execute the things you're talking about, uh, do it better? What what is that principle? Is there something you can leave with the audience that would really you think might help them? Um, in, in what they're doing every day. Wow, that's pretty deep. Um, yes, mm-hmm. there are there are some things. So let me let me tell you what's what's most important to me. Um, okay. I as I said, I'm a relationship guy, so I'm all about openness, honesty, transparency. I do not at all allow um, a new franchisee to come in when they haven't heard anything and everything—the good, the bad, and the ugly. We don't want folks to come in and make a decision on a franchise when they really just don't know what the whole story is about. So it's getting them to speak with existing franchisees, former franchisees, the, uh, the important folks who, who help them uh, build and, and launch that business. It's making sure that we know what their goals are and that we can feel comfortable that our opportunity is going to help them achieve their goals. You know, there's times when people come in with expectations that cannot be met by our brands, right? And we want to let them know that right up front. We don't want them coming in. And the worst thing in the world I can imagine is somebody coming up to me after three or six or nine months of ownership and saying, if I only had known this, I never would have done it. Um, so it's it's all about transparency and openness. It's uh, it's better communication and building better relationships. Yeah. And it, so, I mean, I know you know um, the, the success rate of a franchise local operation is very high when it comes to anything else you might do to start a business uh, or be self-employed in some way. And so on one hand, you have this sort of framework that we've been alluding to in this conversation that really helps folks uh, run a business and do it well, kind of removes all the barriers, typical pitfalls, um, some of the, the mind challenges that people might have when they're by themselves. Um, but but just to kind of follow up on that, what out of all the people you've interviewed and worked with and you've grown brands and, and brought in franchisees, watched them come and grow and succeed, what would you say is it about those that succeed the most? Because that, what I guess what I want to say is it's not like when you start a franchise, even though the success rate is very high and you have a lot of support and everything else, there's still something about the DNA of that person that makes them succeed, you know, and what would you say even one or two things that, 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 that is, what is it about those folks? Even though they're plugging into something, what is it about them that helps them take it and run with it, so to speak? Well, I think it's primarily attitude. You know, the folks who are positive, 
but who come in understanding it's going to be hard work, right? Nobody does it for you. And, and I, I believe me, many, many people come in and inquire about a franchise and their thought process is I'll pay my money and buy a franchise. And then people are going to come in and throw money at me, right? It doesn't work that way. There is still hard work and you have to come in with your eyes open, but you also have to have support from your family members. You've got to have support from your community. Um, you know, you, you've got to be able to build relationships in that community. So having a positive attitude and having that um, internal, you know, get your hands on it and make it happen. I mean, even if you're coming in and you've got a business opportunity that's semi-passive, you've still got to put your spin on it. You've got to got to hire the right people. You got to treat them right. You got to make sure that they understand how your customers need to be treated. That's how you build a long-term successful business. Yeah, exactly. So let, let me ask you, if folks want to learn more about Threshold, is there, do you guys talk to people holistically sometimes? I know the brands probably all get inquiries and interest, but is there also someone at Threshold that says, well, do you want to learn the big picture? And or, or is there a website you'd want to share where people could get to know you and the brands and a good starting point? Sure. Um, your, your listeners can't tell, but I'm really grinning. Um, thresholdbrands.com is the website that introduces all of our brands. And then, you know, of course, there's links to go and learn more information about any and all of those brands. But I'm the guy at Threshold who does the holistic stuff. I'm the guy who will have a, a conversation with anyone about franchising in general, or about, you know, learning about our brands relative to each other and which might be the most suitable. But I'm happy to have a conversation about any kind of an industry in franchising. Um, and I, I love to help people understand how they can select a great franchise for them and what they should do as far as researching a franchise before they buy. And there is, we always get the question, I know you get it too, what's the best franchise? Well, there is no best franchise. We hope that there's a best franchise for you, right? For that person, because everyone's goals and ambitions and strengths are different. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the key things is really understanding what does it mean to run that kind of business versus maybe using the product or being a customer, right? People yep. people love brands that they love, but they don't, and it's not the same to run that business. So you got to learn a little bit first, but there's lots of choices. So, and you guys provide nine really good ones. So it's great to have you here, Ron. I appreciate your time today. Uh, you you have a great day, and uh, and again, we look forward to Threshold adding more brands and uh, and expanding across the country. Thanks again for the opportunity to speak to your listeners, Rob. I really appreciate it. I love franchising, and I hope that comes across to them. Oh yes, it does. We appreciate you. You have a great day, and and bye for now.